What's going on, my brothers and sisters, aunties and uncles, monks, Kabbalists, wizards, mystics, sons and daughters of God, welcome to Mr. Woo Woo. Welcome everybody to the Mr. Woo Woo podcast. I'm your host, Joshua. It has been another exciting, wonderful filled week. I hope you had a wonderful week, even if the rest of the world has not. Uh, It's been pretty wild out there. Uh, A deep acceleration, of course, October. We always get an October surprise, and in this case, it's the possible start of the uh, apocalypse, right? And I I was thinking earlier today, you know, what is... What is it different just for all of you? Like, and I've, I've made this joke for like a long, a long time. <clears throat> and I've also often thought that the predictions having to do with apocalypse and Armageddon and whatever only has to do with the Middle East because uh, like the seers at that time didn't know that there was a, a humongous world out there. You know, it was just basically Europe and, and the Middle East. So I, I don't know if they were predicting the end events for... For literally everybody, but I've always been telling I'm, I'm having a blast in the middle of the apocalypse, having a blast in the middle of Armageddon. And I, I fact-checked myself and realized that, you know, I didn't really know what I was, you know, what I was talking about. And I, and I actually looked it up for everybody because I know everybody's kind of thinking like, shit, is this that M-Teams? Fuck yeah, it's been. It's been, you guys. Like in the Middle East, we destroyed Libya. Not we, the CIA, Hillary, you know. Uh, Syria smashed you know, Iraq, <clears throat> even though they didn't have weapons of mass destruction and and uh, had nothing to do with 9-11. Um, even though 16 of the 18 attackers were Saudi Arabia, we went into Iraq, smashed it, killed a million people. You know, that's a big disproportionate response. And, uh, you know, it made me think, like, that whole region has been getting completely bombed into, you know, into the Stone Age either way. Either, I mean, it's it's been ongoing. But um, I, I looked up for you guys the meaning of Armageddon and the meaning of apocalypse. The word Armageddon, and this comes from uh, TME.net. It comes from a, a website that's um, called uh, Tech Media and Entertainment. And, <clears throat> excuse me, what is the difference between them? Yeah, the meaning of Armageddon appears only once in the Bible in Revelation 16.16. Right, that's where we all get this like ah from. It's just revelation scares the crap out of everybody. It's from the Greek, ironically, the Greek form of a Hebrew word. Right, just like Jesus isn't his name. His name was Yeshua Bar Joseph, Yehoshua Bar Joseph, but the Greek name was Jesus. And they didn't want people confusing in the Bible the the chapter of Joshua in the Old Testament versus the Joshua that is people now call Jesus. <clears throat> so. They renamed the guy. So they use a lot of Greek terms. And Armageddon is the Greek form of a Hebrew term. And uh, it means, ironically, the mountain of Megiddo. Armageddon, the mountain of Megiddo. In ancient times, Megiddo was a strategic city located in northwestern Israel, near the modern city of Tel Aviv. Ah, they put Tel Aviv right next to it. So the Battle of Armageddon, right? The, the location made it a natural battleground, and it was the site of many military confrontations over the centuries. In the Bible, in, the, in Revelation, Armageddon is associated with the final battle between good and evil. It is often referred to as the Battle of Armageddon, or the War of Armageddon. The whole time I thought it was just like a general term for a phase of 
you know, like of apocalypse. But it's literally an actual location, and it's a little bit north of Tel Aviv. So we got to keep our eyes on the television screen when we're talking about like what kind of battles are going on in the Middle East. If we know of one, like if God forbid, like Tel Aviv gets attacked by Iran, as they're often posturing to do, or a combination of Lebanon, Jordan, and then you know a sneak attack by Saudi Arabia, then so goes Tel Aviv. That is where the physical location of the final battle between good and evil is supposed to occur. It's almost like the location of Edda in um, Sweden, uh, I'm sorry, Norway, is where um, Ragnarok is their word for the end of days battle between good and evil, you know, like Thor and Loki and all of those things. Um, so Edda is the physical, was the physical location for that good versus evil battle, allegedly, according to their culture and religions. In modern times and in um, Christianity, Armageddon is basically a city. It's a location in northern, in northern Israel, northeastern Israel, I think. And the battle will occur allegedly at the end time. And it's, uh, let me see, what else is it saying here? Yeah, it's called the Battle of Armageddon, that, that an actual battle or war will occur in that exact physical location. Many believe that uh, it's a symbolic location, and it's uh, it's basically your heart. And Armageddon is a symbol of a spiritual struggle between good and evil, and it takes place in each person, which I'm kind of more prescribing as. But our internal battles have a tendency of outpicturing themselves. So uh, people don't realize, I mean, you do because you're metaphysicians and wizards and mystics, that even weather can be a reflection of the consciousness, of the collective consciousness of, of a location of people. They're going to find that out, you know, 20 years from now, 50 years from now. But at the moment, like we got this like very real, very sudden confrontation happening in Israel uh, and the West Bank. And um, they're basically saying that Armageddon is an ongoing process. So no matter what interpretation you hold, the word Armageddon symbolizes the final showdown between good and evil. Generally, it's happening between ourselves right now on Earth as a human being because we become a more secular species. More people are further away from the source of creation. Um, and we end up getting, and that's the source of all of our good. Uh, so the further we turn our backs on the source of our good or things that we, you know, are like the source of blessings, our connection with each other and the, and the fabric of creation reality, we have a, a proportionate fuckery and disaster that happens to us where nature reflects that. And those are where those destructive forces come from. And uh, so Armageddon is a physical location, right? It's near Tel Aviv. So we need to pray for Israel, pray for <clears throat> the safety of all people, all women and children, uh, all human beings, all human beings. You know, of course, bringing terrorists to justice, that's, that's one thing. It's just uh, our species has a tendency of getting carried away as we Americans did after 9-11 uh, happened. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just part of our nature to kind of like when we get into revenge mode, kind of go overboard. Um, however, apocalypse means something totally different. Another Greek word. The word apocalypse comes from the Greek apocalypsis, which means a revealing or an unveiling. So to me, I mean, the, the word itself actually means like any kind of disaster that can happen. The book of Revelation itself is called the apocalypse sometimes because it describes in detail the events that will take place. Like, so Armageddon's where it happens and that only gets mentioned once in 1616 Revelation, but 
like what's going to happen as far as what kind of suffering might occur uh, will will take place. You know, any disaster can become called an apocalypse. Basically, like the pandemic was an apocalypse. The uh, a hurricane can be an apocalypse. Anything that's like reality changing in a very destructive manner. Uh, so, you know, I I've, I keep just telling all you wizards, you know, have a good time. If we're in the end times, have a good one. Party like it's 1999. Prince thought it was going to end in 2000. Like, there's a part of me that thought so too. But, you know, he had that that kind of thing. That's why he was like, rage, fucking rage. You know, like, do, do whatever makes you happy. Especially in these next couple of years, you know. You wanted to go take that vacation? Go do it. You want to go see the Louvre? Go. You know, because it's, you know, as this activity increases, it's going to be, I, th- I feel increasingly difficult to find a, a peaceful corner to enjoy one's travel to a country because all these countries are going through all these kind of different metamorphoses. All of our cultures, uh, our, our mindsets, our perceptions of reality, all these things are, are continually shifting and melding. And unfortunately, a lot of folks that serve destructive tendencies or separative or tribalistic tendencies are going to enforce their worldview separating humanity from itself because we are all one even if everyone thinks they belong to these little micro tribes and well we know that where our tribe is humanity right and they think that you know that's that's gonna push you know like this is the push pull right the forces of evil are trying to separate the forces of love and light unite and they bring together and they bring salve and peace and uh and enlightenment that this is the that this is the veil lifting so uh apocalypse actually means an unveiling and we've been veiled to the higher dimensions since our fall since we turned our back on the light and we're like oh let's go see what's up with karma good and evil you know Ooh, let's go like the world of relativity the dimension that we're in right now so uh all it all it says is that it's going to take place during the end times but it's the earth Earth is ending as we know it. It doesn't mean the Earth's over. It just means as we know it, right? So it could be uh, the word apocalypse. So when you get in these conversations, man, do you think it's the apocalypse? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of apocalypses going on <laughs> everywhere, all over the nation. I mean, all over the world, all at once. And we need to. Uh, this is this is those times where we need to, as sons and daughters of the Most High of the source of Allah, of Yahweh, of the great spirit, the great eagle, to come together and unite, right? Dumbledore's army, right? It's time. This is it. This is it. And what do we do? We fight, but we fight playfully. We fight by blessing. Our sword and our shield is divine love. And that's millions of times more powerful than the forces of hate. You know, it's been said that two people standing on a mound or like a small, maybe five, five people standing on a mound because the light is exponential. It kind of like, you know, like square cubed, it goes higher like that. It's not times it's, it squares itself. So it's an exponential increase of light, an entire stadium full of hatred and 50,000 people like completely consumed by evil would be easily counterbalanced by just five people going, I love you. I love you. Stupid chimps. You know, <laughs> or at least that's the part of their brain that they're actually living in is either the reptilian or mammalian instead of their prefrontal cortex and their heart. So we can say, I love you, you dumb brothers and sisters, you. And that can counterbalance the hatred 
of sometimes hundreds of thousands of people. So today we need to focus on all wars around the world. Not not focus on them, but only see peace. We want to see uh, halal and freaking um, kosher barbecue. You know what I mean? Like get-togethers. You know, people are just like, "Yo, let's have a let's have a a Muslim Jewish you know picnic." And our children and your children can play together. We're going to, you know, love you. We're going to haggle over stuff, you know, you know, maybe Muhammad said this, maybe Aaron said that. And uh, <laughs> Moses did this. Yeah, maybe, and, you know, but playfully, not with hatred, you know. And uh, we need to we need to put out perf- perfect, lovely, beautiful uh, scenarios that we'd love to see people live into. Sudden and drastic uh, declarations of peace. And if we can, send lots of light and love to the Tel Aviv area, right? No matter which side you um, belong, think you belong to, <laughs> you belong to the side of humanity. But if you're in a micro tribe, I want you to send peace and love to that whole region, that whole region. You might offset unbelievable amounts of bloodshed. Just you by yourself who's listening to this. That's how prayer works. It's an unconscious process because everyone's run by their subconscious and unconscious. It's a big freaking fucking tug of war. And uh, if you're on the side of light, it's a piece of cake to send light and love and uh, to anyone who's experiencing stress. There's so many people suffering, so many people experiencing unbelievable levels of destructive karma, you know, and we can, we can offset that. So an apocalypse is often used to refer to a catastrophic event, such as a nuclear war or an environmental disaster. Well, dude, that totally describes what's going on in the Middle East right now. And if that apocalypse in that region starts to consume Israel and Tel Aviv. Now we're possibly into Armageddon, which is a physical location, the final battle between good and evil. Allegedly, according to the Christians, according to John, you know, but that could, it could, it could have so many implications, you know, they're like mistranslations of the Bible. It could be still metaphorical. It could be the battle that takes place within ourselves, whether we're going to jump into light or the people are going to sink beneath the waves of anguish and separatism and uh, violence. We can offset that with our love. Not, and that will not only keep us pure. And our, I mean, like you can, and I know you can do this. If while everybody else is telling you how terrible things are and you're like <laughs> having a great time and, and bipping along and joining yourself, you can wander through hell and nothing will touch you. Even if the fire and brimstone happens, even if the drones which I think that's what they're talking about when they're talking about like large flying and beings that would come and like torment and sting everybody. They literally call the, the missiles like sting, stingray missiles. <laughs> you know what I mean? They give the exact names. They could have just meant drones. And they've been carpet bombing the Middle East with regularity since Bush. We ran out of bombs under Obama. We call them Drone Bama. Barack Drone Bama. And we murdered, God, at least a million people there. Not we pieces of shit in the military industrial complex who make money off of that and to steal their oil of course so now that iran's picking up their steam now that you know and they're, they're getting bold and they're trying to kind of expand this conflict it either is predestined and shit's going to go down and, and happen in tel aviv and that's where that final you know that final clash is going to happen or it's going to happen within our own souls it's going to happen in our own lives and in our own backyards and everybody's going to experience their own individual karma of what uh, of what we've been putting out for 
lifetimes and lifetimes, or even in this lifetime. You got sectarian hatred? This is your chance to undo that. I'd get right on that before, before that Tony Stark missile ends up in your living room. <laughs> before the bus comes through your living room. How'd that happen? Where you been putting your attention? Where you been putting your attention? So, yeah. I said the pandemic is an apocalypse. I was like, yeah. Now, personally, that was mine. <laughs> that was my personal one. But even if there's nuclear winter, you know, you won't be around to give a shit. You know? Which means, how precious is your time right now? How precious is it if you knew you only had one year, two years to enjoy society? I mean, to me, I've been, I've been laughing with folks and saying, like, this is the lightest apocalypse I've ever experienced or, or, or heard of. I still have internet connection. My water still flows through my pipes. I have a functioning refrigerator. Gas is still being delivered to gas stations so I could travel long distances still without having to find a horse or and buggy. No, this is there's a lot of we still have access to medicine. Not everyone does though. Now, so if stuff's going good for you, be grateful for everything around you because half the world right now is either starving or you know, going to sleep to the sound of gunfire and, and bombs. So we need to step it up again, you know, step up our game one more notch and send your light and love all around the planet. Ukraine, even Russia, Israel, all the Muslim countries, include them too, the children of God. Because we don't separate. We're, we're, you know what I'm saying? Humanity's our tribe. We're trying to save the women and children. We're trying to save the innocents that are like, oh, Dude, I didn't want to get sucked into these motherfuckers' bullshit. Fuck Hamas. Fuck Hezbollah. You know, fuck all these terrorist organizations. All of them. So you have to focus on what you want. And what we want right now is peace so we can make this the softest, gentlest, easiest one Armageddon that can happen. You know, you're not going to win through bloodshed and violence anyway. It's not going to happen. You can only win by focusing on peace. So call upon divine peace. Bring it in. Send divine love everywhere, especially to the current country you're in. Okay? So that was just a little ditty on what's going on right now. I've been having a blast in this apocalypse. I already got like three or four vacations planned. I'm going to go enjoy myself. Go enjoy yourself. Financial situation, like the stock market hasn't crashed yet. Go enjoy yourself. Dollar still has a semblance of value. Go spend some. Enjoy it. Anything can shift in a microsecond. Everybody in Israel and in the Middle East just realized that. In a microsecond. One day you're enjoying video games and playing and talking to your neighbor. Next minute it's warfare and rubble. So, in your own life, like what kind of thoughts are, are warfare and rubble? <laughs> what thoughts are peace, barbecues, good times, great movies? Ah, good. Good segue. Uh, I just watched a great movie last night, by the way. Uh, and I've watched it once in the theater with my wife. And if you want a master class on acting and like astounding direction, Kenneth Branagh, baby. It was a murder on the Orient Express. What a cast. Holy shit. What, what acting. What gorgeous scenery. And his follow-up, Murder on the Nile, is kind of like, and Gaga does on that. And just, I'm not a big fan of her acting. But... Like the other, like the act, the the beauty of his directing is like unfreaking believable. It's based on the Agatha Christie novel, so it's kind of a mystery. It's a murder mystery. Fabulous, dude! It's on Hulu right now. 
not a sponsor and uh fuck the current disney okay um so other movies i was i was pondering this and i realized willy wonka in the chocolate factory i don't know how long it's been since you watched that go give that another look it kind of formulated so many people's consciousness and influenced them in the 80s and and i looked at it as this beautiful spiritual metaphysical template for like well especially children like i think i mentioned on the show one other time like these archetypes but um also the shitty sets of parents right there's so many things peppered within that one story not the book the book's a little out there but the movie which ironically gene wilder hated uh and he was a genius in uh, just set the tone for so many things in the 80s and I think like it's a moral compass it's a story it was like the original Harry Potter you know not just because it's set in England but because of the integrity of the main character Charlie so Willy Wonka I think is a direct correlation to the to the material plane experience and challenge right you have five and I wrote it down this way five cunty kids right or you have four cunty kids and one moral one you have four shitty sets of different types of parents who are all enablers of their crappy behavior, right? Wink, wink, Gen X. Not Gen X, Gen Z, right? Entitled motherfucking pieces of shit. And then you have you have this beautiful, innocent, Christed, grateful, grateful child, Charlie. Uh, so you were given four examples of what not to do what not to be like. You don't want to be like Mike TV, obsessed with it. And everybody, now I think about it, fucking everybody's Mike TV now. Everybody's glued to their rectangle, telling them what's what, telling them what to do, taking their attention away from existential reality, much less the divinity. You know, it's like, it, it just removed like two things. Now people are ignoring their families, which at least was a stop, an encouraging gap to, to what the source of creation is. They'd be a conduit. Yo, hey, let's remind you of God. And now people just... <laughs> What's Reddit up to? And like Slugworth, right? Each of these archetypes, you got Willy Wonka is kind of like the divine mystical portal or archetype to, to limitless creation and wonderland basically and uh, cheating physics. So he's kind of like the soul. Very eccentric though. And he... <clears throat> I mean, he kind of took looked like it took delight in watching these kids one by one get their karmic comeuppance. You're a glutton. You get sucked into the. You get sucked into the chocolate river, you know, <laughs> and you pay. You're uh, obnoxious or compulsive. Chew, 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 chew. Always chewing. She's slapping her dad around. <laughs> What's for dessert, baby? Blueberry asking. Oh, the most <laughs> the most delicious blueberry pie you've ever had. And she pays the narcissistic brat. So everyone's kind of, I think, a combination between, you know, Veruca Salt and Mike TV at this point. Not everybody, but a lot of the fucking kids you see out there right now. You're just brainwashed, completely brainwashed by the rectangle. And and it's just don't be that. You know, you see that and you're like, oh, she went down the thing. I want to party. You know, it's like, oh, my God, what a. Who the fuck wants to be like that, you know? And Charlie's just wide-eyed and grateful for every experience. And like, wow. And, and he actually goes from the poverty to, to riches. He ends up getting the factory, right? Slugworth himself is temptation. He's the devil. He's Illuminati. He's like, hey, I'm going to need you to get in there and get a little industrial secret, you know, like sneak on the premises, steal from. 
the soul betray it. You know, that's that's the temptation. And ultimately, the irony is, at the end, you realize he works for Wonka. Evil serves the light. It's a catalyst for you to get your comeuppance if you start turning your back on goodness. And he absolutely <laughs> crushed, you know, like, but I was just like, oh my God, there's guys like coming up to kids and like tempting them to, to rob and steal and cheat. You're doing that every day you turn your phone on. It's stealing and robbing you of your, especially the kids, you know, it's robbing them of their innocence, but it's robbing you of your peace. It's robbing you of your family experience, your ability to enjoy or go out into nature or really like be consumed by nature, you know, like get melding in with it. And uh, I love, I love, I love all these metaphors, right? And at the end, oh, there's one more third world labor. Who's that? You know, Trump impersonators, little Trump impersonators. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. I shouldn't take shots like that, but yeah. Yeah, third world labor. They're basically a third world labor. Oompa Loompas, dude. Ah, we, we rescued them. Cool. It's cool. They get to chill on their laurels. Nah, get to work, dog. No, they love doing it. They love it. I love it. Get you know, put some more sugar in there right away. So there's a lot of those metaphors. Be Charlie Bucket. And there's and even at the end, good ultimately prevails. At the end of said Armageddon or all of these scary experiences from not knowing if you're going to come down from floating and having a fan chop you to bits or having a psychedelic insanity ride that your soul will take you on through the river of astral plane. Ah! Where is it flowing? You know, that's, that's a metaphor for the astral plane, right? And, uh, and here we are. Here you are. So give Wonka another try, right? That's a great, that's a great rainy day movie and give murder on the Orient express a great try. So it's, it's freaking sweet. Everything that's going on in the Middle East is like, you know, the great metaphysical uh, philosopher Picard, you know, the great sociologist, uh, he lays it down, you know, there are times uh, when men of good conscience cannot blindly follow orders. Let's hope, uh, there's a lot of men of good conscience in the Middle East right now first time any man's freedom is trodden on we're all damaged i think that's true gene roddenberry you are a genius dude you're a freaking genius oh man what a world we're living in so if you get an opportunity go out today go outside give thanks for the fact that your infrastructure is still intact that uh, the enemies within and without are being held in check by love. And just know you're loved by the universe. You know, don't get so consumed by what's happening 4,000 miles away. Your prayers will be more useful to everyone involved than getting on, you know, X, Twitter, whatever the fuck you want to call it now, and arguing with people, right? Because everybody has different levels of perception, but they're usually blinded by their own bias. It's true. It's true. And and they won't know it. In the, at, even at the end of their lives, they won't know that. They won't know that their own hatreds will turn into disease and then consume them. No. You got to evolve a few more lifetimes before they get that. But thankfully, we, we know that. 
So stay in your creative in your creative zone. Perfect yourself. If you can, help as many members of your own family as you can. Send out peace and radiation and calm to all the people that have looks on our face. Because we're all connected. This is affecting all of us. But this is the this is it. This is the real application of it. This is this is where you apply the light. This is where you apply the salve to the wound. And dude, humanity's wounds are seeping right now. Let's change those bandages. Let's get better. Let's get well now. And in the process of doing that, enjoy your fucking life. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. If you get if you got tons of money, go to Italy and go to that Matrix Energetics conference. You got to have a lot of fuck it going on, right? There is a lot going on. So uh, thank you very much for joining me. I'm going to hope you guys don't mind too much. I'm going to end uh, this with a little promo for my energy healing business. If you're having difficulty finding mental, emotional, or physical stability, I am at your service. Mr. Woo Woo is a good, good energy healer, and he's getting some tasty, tasty results lately. Miraculous looking shit. Um, I hope you have a wonderful day, a wonderful week, and remember the mantra, isn't it wonderful? And your life, at least your corner of reality, I can't speak for the whole tapestry, your corner will be wonderful. Wonderful will be brought to your doorstep in increasing amounts, in increasing different forms. That's how this lovely law of attraction works. Are you experiencing imbalance physically, emotionally, mentally, or spiritually? Let's help you get it resolved. We simply utilize energy or consciousness-based techniques to harmonize and uplift you physically, emotionally, mentally, or spiritually. This energy healing, particularly with cranial sacral therapy hey. and matrix energetics, what? is hands down the best in San Diego. Hands down. We pride ourselves with over 13 years of experience helping people like you. 19. What are you waiting it's for? It's an old commercial. If you're in San Diego and looking for relief, come see us today. Come see me in person today, or you can call me. I can do this shit over any distance, and you know this, man. I love you all. Peace and aloha.